Hey. Oh, hi. It works finally. Yeah. We are live in downtown Orlando. I went downtown to look at Icon Park where they had that accident last week. You heard about where some people are dead or or the accident where the guy died in the uh, on that Yeah. Scene. On that ride when he fell out of the ride. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm right down there. I'm here. He could, like I thought always it's a, it's a, a, the safety thing is that the machine doesn't go if one of the belts is not clicked in, like one of that, that metal things, what keeps you in your seat, right? So uh, I thought that it's connected to the machine. And then because yeah, it no, like, it, he didn't close it, right? And he felt... No, what happened was he was too fat. I hate to say it that way, but the machine could only support up to like 250 pounds or something like that. Yeah, I know, so, but then the machine should never went. You know? Yeah, that's the ride operator's fault. It's totally, It's. I mean, the machine should have had some kind of a stop, but it didn't. So it's like the manufacturer's fault. It's the ride operator's fault. It's not the kid's fault, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm down here and there's fucking tons of flowers and all sorts of stuff right in front of the ride. It's really creepy. Yeah. I mean, we when you see, like when you Google it, uh, a lot of times this kind of uh, crazy rides when the, with loops and stuff are stuck. You know, where the whole thing is stuck and you hang upside down and then they have to restart the whole thing or climb up and rescue you. I'm not the biggest fan of all these rides, to be honest. Like, I always feel like, fuck, I don't want to do it. You know, <laughs> so I feel, I, feel, I feel to throw up. I like water rides. Like, okay. Yeah, you know, like going, going, uh, uh, going like on water rides because they're not so bad. But when it's warm and you get like wet or you have the Jurassic Park ride in L.A., so you get totally wet, but it's kind of a ride too. So I like this more as the the the, the crazy magic mountain rides, rides basically. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not a roller coaster guy myself because I always think I'm gonna fall the fuck out. But <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll, let's switch gears. Let's talk about what happened at the at the Oscars. What do you think, Uber Ball? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh... Uh, I, I, I twittered the, the Karim Abdul-Jabbar, the, the, what he wrote about it, the ex-basketball pro. And I think that uh, Will Smith made a terrible mistake. The joke was not uh, too harsh. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like, look at your wife, the fat, ugly, bold bitch, whatever. Like, you know, like, I mean, that is harsh. <laughs> but, but, but it's not harsh to say... Uh, looking forward for G.I. Jane. I mean, she looked uh, uh, top fit. She looked not sick. She looked beautiful, even with a with a bald head. And then the premeditation from Will Smith, right? So you sit there. He laughed about the joke. He smiled about the joke. Then he slowly walked up, hit him. I couldn't see in any video that he actually hit his face. I heard a pop like like he hit his microphone, what is more on his chest or under his chin. So, uh, you never know. One time I got clocked. You could hear that shit across the room. It was like pop, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, but whatever, like, but Chris Rock, I take his word for it that he smacked him. 
and uh, slapped him, let's say. this. Well, way. it was a very hard slap. Like, that's why I say it's more like a punch, because it's not like a girl slap. That was a hard fucking slap. Like, yeah. closer to like a punch, but with an open hand, you know? Yeah, and then he went back to his seat and doubled down, right? He, did, he, he didn't went back to his seat and felt sorry. He went back to his seat, and then he was yelling, uh, shut your fucking mouth, you know, like stuff like no. this. It just sucks. It just sucks because somebody uh, like people of color have tried to escape like angry black men stereotypes forever. And he's just reinforcing it on a fucking world stage. Look how aggressive and angry I am over nothing. You know, it, it's really makes him look bad. Yeah. And now he gets penalty, right? Bad boys. The next episode canceled Netflix deal canceled and uh, his company over bridge entertainment or whatever. They just were sold a part of it for, I think, 250 million bucks he got uh, uh, for parts of his company. Who knows if that deal now proceeds or if they want the money back. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I would think it's a wrong thing who like penalty him, like panel, like punish him forever for it. He said yeah. very times now he's very, very sorry about it. So I don't want that Will Smith it's not working anymore or something. I don't want this. I, I want that he keeps working. And, well, yeah, uh, he should have a penalty, but his penalty shouldn't be for the rest of all fucking time. You're right about that. You know, give a million bucks to charity and be sorry about it. Chris Rock uh, took the high road. He's not charging him or whatever. And I think Chris Rock reacted absolutely professional and... Uh, also, that they refused to, like the police wanted to escort him out or whatever, and everybody said it's not necessary. I think only like it, it didn't show good judgment from Will Smith in any form. I think it's it's like this kind of. Then he got the Oscar, and his his acceptance speech was full of tears and how great everybody is and stuff. Uh, and and I think it's it's kind of ridiculous, to be honest. Uh, yeah. to not mention what happened. You know, sure. I mean, his Oscar speech was completely not really interesting anymore for most of the people because... Well, most people are just thinking about, dude, this guy just smacked that other dude. That's the only thing they're thinking about. You know what I mean? It yeah. like overshadowed everything. No one's thinking about his performance in some dumb movie, you know? <laughs> no, and we, we but, but think about it. We we're talking about the Oscars and that they lost a lot of appeal over the years and nobody yeah. gives a shit about the Oscars anymore. And look at the, the movies. Nobody gives a shit about the movies who get the Oscar. Uh, mostly yeah. they're just on stream somewhere and then whatever. And um, yeah, so I think in a way it reactivated the Oscars because it was at least a scandal. And yeah. Uh, a scandal where everybody was talking about the Oscars again. Uh, from this point of view, maybe they paid him to do it. I don't know, but uh, it's uh, it, it was kind of a my uh, Natalie, my wife. She felt it's kind of a uh, manic episode he had. You know, this kind of like that doesn't happen if you are a happy person. That doesn't happen if you are a relaxed person. And it, it happened done it before. He's done it before, man. Like one time at his birthday party, Anthony Mackie, the guy who plays the black Captain America, was on stage with him. And yeah. I don't even think he did anything, but Will Smith was drunk 
and Will Smith smacked him. You know what I mean? And then he apologized immediately afterward and said, I'm sorry, but he smacked him hard. You know what I mean? Uh, that's pretty weird. Yeah. And then he was at the Oscar party running around dancing for hours and hours uh, at, at the Oscar party after, right? And, and you would normally think at that point he would be ashamed of himself and just left. You know, instead he completely ignored what he did and danced around uh, like nothing happened at the Oscar. Which shows you that that's a normal thing for him. And that's kind of fucking scary. That shows you who they really are. Yeah. In a way, that, that, that behavior after was, was really showing him like, yeah, too much glory, too much money over time. Yeah. And, uh, he needs to come back to his roots. He needs to come back and realize that whether you're famous or you're fucking poor, hitting other people and physical violence is fucking bullshit. That's the streets that he escaped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we're we're in a civilized... He's winning a fucking Oscar at Civilized, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. It, 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 was, it was a very uh, a very bad thing. And uh, yeah, we all like Will Smith, right? Yeah, no, I, I like his movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I, I think it's it's kind of uh, yeah. yeah. I just think you can't ignore it. Like if if everybody on the planet saw that, it was it was televised everywhere. Even yeah. if you don't have fucking TV, everybody knows about. Going to have an opinion about it. It doesn't mean that I think we should stop watching Will Smith movies. It just it's an, it just reinforces what I've always said that a lot of the shit that we see about celebrities is their peak real people you don't really fucking know if they're a good person or not like we don't know so yeah. people yeah so you know what i mean we just saw behind the curtain for a little bit and uh and i think just because it's physical violence it should be punished but not with his career and that's that's all i'll leave it at that you know yeah no i mean yeah i have news from corona <laughs> So what is actually interesting, they found out that the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine uh, is not at all like the Moderna vaccine. Uh They are both, both mRNA, right? And we always saw they're exactly the same, but they found out now in long-term studies that the Pfizer one uh, works in your blood, like the antibodies getting in your blood created so that means you get infected and when infection is already in your blood, it went through your nose, went through your uh, mouth, and then you get the corona and then the vaccine uh, uh, basically uh, reacts. The Moderna one reacts already in your mouth or nose against the uh, corona uh, thing and, and in a way is then the better one. Because uh, it, it fights the virus right where the virus tries to enter your body. You know, okay. the Pfizer one is just like uh, fighting after it's already in your blood. Means like, oh, okay. you know, like, means like nothing happened to you the whole time. And now they, BioNTech released here in Germany, like, so they have the Omicron vaccine now. Uh, they started producing it, Pfizer and BioNTech, and um, they say 
that uh, this uh, uh, Omicron shot will also protect you to get it. So it will not only protect you for uh, a bad corona, it also will protect you to get the Omicron, uh, uh, what is basically the only thing that is right now out there, uh, and all. And there would be, of course, a reason to get another booster. Oh. Yep, the cops, the cops want to get that booster. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it's interesting because uh, I know so many people that are triple vaccined, triple, and they are getting, they all had Omicron, all of them. Like all yep. my friends. I'm, I'm surprised that I didn't get it so far. But uh, it's not really that we were protected to get the Omicron. The only thing what happens is we don't really get a, a very bad Omicron. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you don't get it very bad. Yeah. So uh, on the other hand, I know a guy who uh, was on purpose. He not, was not vaccinating, but not, not vaccinated at all. And he got Omicron. And he also had it only four days the flu and that was it so he said see over i said the whole time you don't need a vaccine at all like now everybody i didn't have it harder or uh, more worse as the people they went three times to the vaccination so <laughs> you know it's like it's kind of like whatever you do you do the wrong thing you know because of course all the rumors are still out that the vaccine is not uh like that you also can have a negative impact from the vaccine so you know whether your friend right or wrong it's still playing russian roulette so yeah totally i agree and uh yeah so i will get on uh, april 29 my hip replaced oh uh, my god what uh, dude what yeah, are I you fucking what no for 15 years, I was uh, limping around, and then we did uh, MRTs from the both hips and the knees, and the other hip and the knees are already also not so good anymore. And they said, "Look, uh, if you want to help your other knees and your other hip, you need to uh, get that hip replaced. It's completely done, like done, done, done." And so I went in a clinic today and did all the pre-checking stuff, the, uh, you know, X-ray and they planted in 3D. And then I get uh, on the 29th of, of April, I go in the morning in and get operated in the afternoon. And oh, then, uh, yeah, and then you're only one or two days in the hospital and you can go. And, well, I'm just, I just want you to know, I saw a video once of that surgery and it is fucking gruesome. You are you are brave. That is a scary ass fucking surgery. So good luck, dude. I know, but I don't see it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So and uh, but they have. I mean, in Germany, medical is very good, right? And it's a, a clinic where um, so they do only one seven centimeter cut in front uh, of something is beeping here in front of your. Uh, um, body like not in the back in earlier years they had to do they had to cut muscles to get through it whatever now it's a minimal invasive i don't know what is beeping beep, wait, beep. here's something beeping wait one second maybe it's the oven let's see he's cooking a 
Und so. <lacht> I hope everybody has downloaded Uwe Ball Raw Video Game from the website. Matt Bradley Sergi uh, from the uh, what is it called? The sequel cast made that game with me. He helped me program a script that we had on the shelf here at Event Film into that game. And he's a good guy. He's probably, I'll tell him. Okay, I'm back. Uva's back. The bridge one was open. So back to the operation. So basically you have only one cut in the front of your hip and uh, they don't destroy any more muscles with it. They don't need any blood transfusions or whatever. And uh, basically it got way better and easier uh, in today's time to replace your hip. And um, so you two hours after the operation, they make you stand up and walking down the hallway. So um, so well, let's, how, yeah. let's see how it plays out. Till then, we do at least two, two more podcasts. And Wait, then, you're getting it that soon? Yeah, uh, uh, April 29th. Holy fucking shit, dude. Wow. How long is it going to be once you get it that you, you know, you'll be out? No, it's only two days for hospital. Okay. So, and then okay. you do go home and you do uh, um, physiotherapy uh, in the physio thing. So my wife need to drive me the first week every day and I get that gymnastic and whatever. But, uh, but see, there is an advantage of the German health system, right? You can pick your clinics here wherever you want. You pick it out, whatever you find in the internet or whatever, or recommendations. And then they're very quickly um, moving forward with stuff. It's not wow. like I remember in the old days, you had to wait a year or two before you got an operation done. And uh, it's, it's absolutely not the case anymore. It's, it's like, uh, even if they're busy, but the facilities are there and uh, it's all covered by my insurance, right? So uh, uh, that is that is good, right? So that, that this happened and... Uh, now, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm nervous about it, of course, but I'm also yeah. looking forward to it because the guy said also, can you imagine after 15 years of limping and having pain that this pain will be gone? You know, and yeah. he said that alone is a motivation uh, to just do it and do the physio, being careful for, for two weeks. And, and he said, basically, uh, um, I have to be just looking out for myself. But he said you can put your full weight on that hip. So he said you have, of course, they give me crutches. But but uh, uh, he said basically, if you think after three four days you don't need the crutches, throw them in the uh, in the closet and go without. He said there's nothing you have to be worried about uh, in in regards of um, your your hip. He said also it's the times where they just. You heard the crazy stories, uh, you know, where people like the hip went out and you have to get a re-operation because it flipped out of your whatever, you, you know, out uh, of the... And okay. uh, yeah, and he said also that times are completely over. He said it will just not happen. He said you can go to the washroom, you can sit on the toilet, you can sit in your office. He said in earlier years, 20 years ago, you could were not allowed to sit on a stool. You only could lay down or whatever that your your knee could not be 90 grade like the 90 grade to your hip and he said that is completely 
over and old-fashioned now and so good let's let's hope for this yeah yeah good luck my friend i really wish you lots of luck and i think that you're gonna be just fine you're a strong you're a fighter you can do it yeah and then uh, let's talk about fighting uh, ukraine yesterday all that massacres uh popped up right where it looked like the russians killed various people uh 400 civilists uh in front of kiev it's all over the media and that brings of course yeah we were talking last time that they have to make a deal they need peace or whatsoever and now uh those are like war crimes man yeah you know and yeah. it's like how how you want to handle now a peace talk with putin yeah if he's if he is murdering citizens then i think that now it's that takes it to a whole other territory it sucks yeah you know and then you have the russian propaganda who says that the the ukrainians put dead russian soldiers in civilist wardrobe and put them on the streets to rail up the western press and the nato uh to say okay now it's enough now we help uh, uh we help the ukraine with troops well it's like the boy who cried wolf like if they're gonna say if their pattern is to lie why would they suddenly tell the truth they should they must know that they look like liars so yeah you know i mean uh but i still want to want to also see uh third party uh, observers report you know like amnesty international whatever you know that they uh that they check it what's going on and um I mean, it's it's a crazy situation, you know, because let's say it this way, the PR, uh, uh, like press uh, relation or uh, uh, public uh, uh, appearances from Zelensky, even by, at the Grammys, you know, is like the Ukrainians are very clever in convincing everybody that they are just a great, peaceful country without extremists, without uh, uh, any crimes, and they got like attacked by Putin. And that is not completely true. You know, okay. the Ukrainian mafia was, was very aggressive over the years. 15% of the Ukrainians are total right-wing fascists who actually attacked in Donetsk and Luhansk in the south, more Russian-populated uh, 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 things. Uh, so from, you think that the, the the murder of Ukrainian citizens is a retaliation for them attacking the Russian cities? Yeah, basically that could be it, you know. But it could be also like uh, you know, it's it, it's not so clean cut how we're getting it presented. You know, if you live in Russia, like eighty percent of the Russians. Uh, are, are pro-war against Ukraine. Of course, that is a result of completely lying, of completely propaganda. But right now, we here in the West, we also don't get any opinions from the other side. Like we don't uh, really, everything that comes from Putin, we say it's, it's a lie, it's total bullshit. But when you dig a little deeper about the, the history of the Ukraine the last 20 years, 25 years, I mean, there are a lot of mafia. There is, a, it's a totally third world country. 
it's like similar to what Romania was and Bulgaria. And when I shot movies there, you still have people on on uh, horse uh, carriages, like you know, like they they don't even have a car. There's a lot of uh, uh, countryside where where they don't have. Um, warm water at home and stuff like this. You know, it's not modern amenities. What? I said no modern stuff. Yes, and then it's like, and and there are like this this uh, fascist groups who were terrorizing uh, um, the Russian population after Ukraine was independent, and then there were a lot of people, uh, like fifteen thousand people, were actually killed the last ten years. Um, in that fights with the with the Russian population, you know, and I mean, what does that mean? It's it's like uh, uh, it's it's not so crystal clean, and uh, yeah, look, it doesn't show, it shouldn't sound that here I'm trying to put a positive word in for Putin, but it's also I think it's important to have the other sides as well. Yes. Yeah, it's like we cannot just be like Putin is the most evil person. I mean, we all know him since over 20 years and uh, he tried to be part of the G20, of the G8. He got thrown out everywhere. And uh, he said, don't put more countries into the NATO or I will uh, retaliate. But they put more countries out in the NATO. Yesterday, Hungary voted and Viktor Orban won with 65% or whatever, and he's a right-wing fascist. You know, Hungary and Poland didn't took any Syrian refugee or Afghanistan refugee, not one. They just said to the EU, fuck you, we're not taking them, the fucking Muslims. Like they were there openly, uh, completely racist. And they are part of the NATO and they're part of the EU. And so um, oh, okay. it was not, clever to to all take all that countries in yeah and and, and they're all directly at the russian border right so and the putin says we don't want uh, uh we don't want that you now doing ukraine or the baltics uh, or finland the other countries where they're directly at the russian border we don't want them in the nato and we, we're feeling threatened by the nato i mean for good reasons right i mean if you see now how weak the russian army is uh uh, they wouldn't have a chance against the, the, the NATO forces. Yeah. You know, and so I, that is the thing. I, I always try to, to go in the shoes of the other party in a way. And I really hope that this massacre now is not stopping the peace talks. You know, it's not stopping. Uh, uh, think about how dragged out the Vietnam War was. Yeah. Endless. Yeah. So, Years or eight years senseless killing, you know, they should make a deal uh, yeah. a year in, but no, they doubled down and brought more troops and more troops and more dead. And uh, uh, the, the civil population was completely fucked up then. And, you know, and, and it's like it didn't know Afghanistan 20 years, 18 years, uh, uh, endless crap. Where, where, uh, what costs money, what costs uh, lives, and what what doesn't bring in the end a different result, as you could have right now. I mean, what what is the end result in in Ukraine? Putin cannot swallow up the whole Ukraine. It's impossible. It will not happen. 
And uh, uh, because also like what would happen if you would swallow it all up, then you have 42 million Ukrainians against you and you have 10 yeah. million Ukrainians refugees all over Europe. So, you know, and he gets sanctions to completely bankruptcy. So that, that, is, that it doesn't work this way. So now he wants the South, they want the rest. Why not making a deal? Give him that territories in the South, uh, uh, make, make it uh, a, a real peace talk. You know, it's like there cannot be a, a real with secondary people uh, a meeting in Turkey uh, nothing will there will be no result you need uh, well, Biden Scholz you know you need like the French the German the 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 US president and the Ukrainian president and Putin directly at a table could be a virtual table could be zoom whatever but they need to deal to make a deal They need to make a deal together. And I don't see them doing that. Biden didn't talk to Putin at all. Scholz and Macron, from time to time, they have a Zoom with Putin where, uh, you know, where they're like flipping out on each other for an hour and then nothing happens. And then the only other talks are between like, not even Zelensky and Putin talking. It's like third party people. And Putin is a dictator. Who could ever agree to anything besides himself? You know, he could make a deal. He could say, okay, look, guys, you keep buying my gas, you lift some sanctions, I pull my army out completely. And I keep I keep that three territories. Whatever. I mean, I don't see here why it should take so long to make a deal. It's it's yeah. like I don't know what they were I don't know when they're meeting in Turkey and talking for five days about shit and like and then there's no result. And three weeks later, after another ten thousand people are dead, they're meeting again. I mean, it is not it that cannot be in the interest of the Ukraine also. It, I mean, it's I think it's Putin, Putin thinks that he has the advantage and he's only focusing on the Ukraine. He's ignoring all the other distractions from countries. He's trying to anyway. But I think he thinks that he has the advantage, and that's why, like, what was that that was in the news the other day? One of the oligarchs um, had a message from Zelensky, and Putin said, tell him I will crush him, or, like, something like that. So, like, Putin obviously thinks he has the fucking advantage. So Putin said to the oligarchy, will crush him, or to Zelensky? Or yeah, he, was saying, he was saying to Zelensky. He was saying it to the oligarch to tell Zelensky, tell him I will crush him. Because Zelensky was saying something about like demands for peace or like what the what the what the terms would be for peace. Look it up. Uh, look up oligarch tells Putin Zelensky. Just putting keywords. Uh, oligarch tells. Putin, wait. Letter, I don't know. Just press enter and see what comes up. Uh, the Ab Abramovich guy, who uh, yeah. who was at the peace talks and who got poisoned, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and, the, the, a bunch of Russians got poisoned uh, at a peace talks. Guys, tell them about it. Tell them. I don't think they know. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, and he said, "Yeah, I will crash him." Yeah, I see it here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Putin thinks he has the advantage, man. Yeah.
Totally. And that, that I think we said that too in our podcast, that uh, he was uh, um, cheating the Ukrainians with all that peace talks. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you engage in peace talks and at the same time you keep bombing and stuff like this, you know, and uh, uh, that is really bad, you know, and I mean, it's insane. Let's say he really poisoned them, including Abramovich. That is insane. Yeah. It's really insane because you have to bring the Turkey to Turkey. You have to bring poison. It means one of your Russian guys negotiating for your peace terms with the Ukrainian guys has poison poison in his backpack and puts it in the fucking coffee or something. I mean, that is insane. That is like even worse as any Bond film. So, you know, it's really like, uh, 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 yeah, crazy. It is crazy. It, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like a, he's like a James Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really like, it's like, uh, you don't even know how to laugh about it anymore. It's it's like it, it's it's really insane. And Germany that book what comes out now it's it's a big publisher who releases a book what I've wrote about why nobody the title is basically why nobody can say the truth anymore and it's about cancel culture and all that stuff Vogue me too but also about the Ukraine company so I've wrote a lot, big political book but interesting was my biggest chapter was about the German film industry and how it's uh, corrupt and rigged and stuff and the publisher took that whole chapter out what they, really they, yeah they deleted it and it's funny because i'm very harsh with the politics whatever but they were not worried about that they were worried about that chapter because they thought they would get sued for it and uh that is interesting so i will release then that chapter and i maybe will even translate it in english uh then just maybe on facebook or something because or just but re-release a complete version of the book and then sell it online yourself you know yeah, I know. Yeah, that I cannot do in German. That because they own the German rights and to it, right? Well, so we do it in English, man. Let's do it in English. Yeah, I was thinking about it. You know, I maybe uh, I have a guy here. He, we could translate it. It's a lot of work for for me to translate myself, and then the grammar would be not so good. On the other hand, I could translate it, and then you check the grammar and stuff. But we, we I, I think it's worth it, and then. Um, Oh, yeah, I can copy edit the English version to have more fluidity. I just need, like, uh, the basic German translation. It won't be perfect, but that's my job, is to make it work, you know? Yeah, I mean, we that could be another project for over the summer, you know, that I do that over the summer, and then 
uh, we releasing it in fall. Same with Hanau. I mean, uh, if nothing comes to the table now, we will just transfer it all on NTSC uh, and then it will be on Apple and Amazon in US so that at least we can start selling it. Yeah, you know? I think there's a demand for it. I think we're missing out on a lot of money by every day that we don't have a release in online in North America with English subtitles. No, I really hope that uh, that something will happen that we get in US also somebody who will manufacture still some DVDs and Blu-rays. But if this doesn't happen, we just need to move on. And yeah. uh, we should you know, try and go for Scream Factory and maybe Twilight Time or one of those people. I should email them. Yeah, you can email them. Did I send you a screener, online screener? I don't have a screener. That would be very helpful, though, to, to tell it. I would yeah, say with English subtitles, right? So, and then uh, maybe you can get something going, and then we 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 go from there. Uh, Elliot Ness, we moved on also now to Michael Shannon, uh, so we made an offer to him uh, because Jake Gyllenhaal never answered, and uh, Kevin Costner is not available before middle of next year. So there, the casting continues. And without the cast, Kevin, Kevin Costner might be a good thing to wait for, though, if you want it to be matching up with the Untouchables. And in, even though he's old now, yeah, that was the thing from the casting agents. They said he's too old. They think he's too okay. old. And uh, uh, but I agree because it would be a continue. You know, it would be believable if he's doing it, even if he looks older, uh, because at that case he had, he was older, but he was not. Yeah. Six or 67, he was like 55, you know, but I think Costner was the right makeup. He still goes for 60, 65. It, it could work, you know, so, and I mean, we may be coming back to him, you know, if nobody takes it and nothing happens to the, with the project, we can come back to him later. Because Untouched is fucking excellent. Excellent movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean that is the thing. What what I want to move forward to? Um, yeah, so I mean, we'll see what happens, huh? Yeah, and uh, I didn't hear back from the blood rain people. Uh, uh, I'm not surprised. No, you know. So uh, let me check here. Blood rain. No. Uh, where this was? I, I want to uh, send them an email. Uh, but I mean, what really happens? We have we have a lot a lot of of uh, problems. If you think about, um, we have a situation where, uh, yeah, uh, the the gas from Russia, the, the the inflation rate is getting higher, but the income of the people is not getting higher, and yeah. we'll have a worldwide big recession based on that war. Uh, and people are not aware, I think, right now of the consequences. Like the, the flour in the supermarkets is getting empty, even in Germany, because people buy all the flour because they, uh, because of the wheat production in Ukraine, right? They're all like, oh, we, we need to buy like the toilet paper at the uh, Corona uh, shutdown. Totally. Yeah, interesting. I saw somebody, who was it? Somebody from Germany who's a friend of mine was talking about how he went to the supermarket and people were buying out the fucking toilet paper. 
Yeah, I know. It's so idiotic. It's so idiotic and and uh, uh, totally not acceptable. And uh, it's it's pissing me off. Yeah, you know the people uh, acting wrong, and at the same time, I, I don't find the email anymore. And I, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's it's really uh, uh, um, yeah a little disappointing. You know, it's hard enough to in any form uh, get something going. In, in regards of product. You know, you know what I think you should say to them when you write them an email? Dude, remind them that Netflix has their own game, video game service, and that we could release the video game and the movie together, pitch it to Netflix as exclusive, and then that, that they could make a good deal on their video game. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 continue uh, with the conversation. I don't want to give up on it, you know? Okay. Was you, I would be so sweet and so nice to them, and and just you know, even if they're like, no, we'll still be nice because they're wrong. They're wrong. They think that like there's a possibility that we could bite them back, and it's not true, you know. Yeah, and it's also like I think they they uh, are dead wrong if they think that the world is waiting for the next Blood Rain game. I know exactly. Now's no, the fucking like, time. There's so many coming out right now. Now's the time. Because otherwise, who gives a fuck? Yeah, you know, that is the thing. And what you just said is like to have a Netflix, they want to go in gaming and you bring a game project and you bring a thing with cliffhangers, a modern thing, and you have a game company committed and Netflix committed. That is the thing. It's, it's like, uh, uh, you know, I mean, there are not uh, epic games, this company. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's they don't sit on billions of dollars, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's. It, I mean, it's it's really like kind of disappointing because yeah. we we always come with good ideas and we we, we want to make them money, and then a lot of times I get treated treated like shit, like an intruder or something, right? So and it's it's kind of. Uh, yeah, a little disappointing to see, like, I should have way more uh, support on all that. Yeah, they don't they don't know you, though. That's the thing. They only know what they read about in the newspaper. So, like, I don't know. I think, yeah, you should still try to talk to them. But definitely mention the Netflix video game, like, Synergy. Definitely mention that to them. And And remember that Halo, the Halo TV show that just came out, that was ten million an episode. Let's yeah. try and say that's what the budget would probably be similar to for Blood Rain. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah. And also remind them that right now this is a hot market. A lot of video game shows that are coming. Resident Evil, other shows are coming. Halo's here. There's a Castlevania show coming. Um, and now's a great time to to reinvigorate the blood rain series it's a great opportunity they have nothing to lose and you know if if you need to um you know you're 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 a good businessman you know you're you're honest and you're not sure what they're what uh, you just want to get uh you know what i mean just you know what i mean <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no i agree and and uh, uh i i think uh that is something what real business people a lot of times appreciate uh, is 
that you can count on me and that I always deliver. You know, yeah. that the thing what I think, uh, I don't know. Maybe they is... want more control or something. Maybe that's what it is. That's why when we were in the meeting, I was like, you can give us, you know, input because we're not, it's not like we're taking their baby away from them. All they should care about is the fucking money, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. And, and, uh, and of course they want, they, they, they want an influence and that is okay. But then we should have an influence also, right? If we make a film, what is, uh, or a TV show, what is like five times higher budget as to make a video game, then yeah. we should. Tell them, that, tell them at least the idea that you have that, you know, tell them the general idea of the episode of content, just like we talked about how it's like um, a different mission every episode and it's a little bit of a different style, but, um, you know, and, 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 and I'll create like, I'll create something soon. I will send them the email tonight and, uh, you know, and, and we just go from there. And um, yeah, I think for today we're also done, right? Okay. So uh, there is this, uh, yeah, we could talk for hours, but <laughs> it's not, not a lot <laughs> of go. yeah. really cold. It went back to zero uh, here the last few days. Uh, oh, yeah. We had so a nice March where you had the feeling, oh, sunny 20 Celsius. And now it's back to zero. I saw the, the, the mood went downhill from everybody. Walter uh, went to school today because he felt sick because he was playing over the weekend with two kids. They were both sick. They're also not in school. Then I tested him on corona for corona. He doesn't have corona because he had Omicron already. I mean, you know, it's like uh, that constant bullshit. But what they did in Germany now this week is uh, the mask mandate and all that. The regulations also in Germany are now removed. But... When you go to the supermarket, everybody has a mask on. I mean, people continue because you got trained now for one and a half years to have a mask on. And uh, I, I will not put a mask on going in a restaurant because it's bullshit. You know, then you sit down, you don't have a mask on. So why you should put the mask on when you walk into a restaurant? So this stuff I'm skipping and I will not do this. But when I go in a crowd in a supermarket, uh, where you can have the mask on the whole time, I will put the mask on. Or if I go in a movie theater and the movie theater is packed, I will put the mask on. Yeah. You know, it's just for my own benefit, I do it. But I think it's good that Germany also finally lifted the, the regulations because it's so absurd. We were in a pool on Saturday and you wait a half an hour to get to the cashier because it takes so long to show your vaccination passport, right? But then everybody under 18 gets into the pool without anything. So why is that everybody above 18 still needs to line up and wait so long uh, to get into the pool? Because in the pool, of course, nobody has a mask on. So it's like that regulations are total bullshit and it's good that they're gone. You know, because it's just a waste of everybody's time. And uh, uh, for what? For what you, if it's crystal clear, nobody in the pool has a mask on. Uh, and they let like, it was way too crowded. I would never go to the pool again. And uh, it's, it's just like a total waste of everybody's time to control them vaccination things. 
for everybody over 18. You know, like if you want protection, then everybody should have a negative test result of what's in the pool. But yeah, that's I, weird. That's a weird rule. It should yeah. be co consistent, like you said. Yeah. If, if it's do no rules or have a consistent rule, you know, so <laughs> but, but not this bullshit, like where you where you feel like, okay, 60% of the people here in the pool are under 18. So they got in if they're vaccinated or not. They got in if they have corona or not. And why I need them be boosted or whatever, right? So, I mean, I totally don't get it. Total bullshit. Yeah. No, I, if anything, I think if you were a kid, you're more likely to get it because you're around all these other dirty-ass kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> I hate to say it. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Nice. Well, anyway, everybody, it's been a great time here on Uva Ball Raw USA. Please add Uva Ball on Twitter. His Twitter is Uva Ball 7 on Twitter at GaryAuto0. We will see you next time. Have yes. a great Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hallelujah. Today we're going to do <clears throat> the reviews of Pro Jesus video games. First, we've got Attack of the Sunday School Zombies. Unlike secular zombie games, Attack of the Sunday School Zombies uses zombies as a metaphor for people who attend Sunday school mindlessly without understanding why they are there. These zombies don't eat people. They eat chocolate-dipped donuts. They whine a lot, which is where you come in in this thought-provoking and fun game that is a 3D Sunday school setting. You play as Super Kens, the Bible kid who uses a donut flinger to shoot donuts at the zombies who complain about being in church. Yeah, they're thereby causing them to stop whining long enough for you to offer insights and correct their attitudes. Okay, let's see what else we've got. Um... Jesus in Space is an interactive learning game that teaches young players how to take the Great Commission to other worlds. You play as Lieutenant Stu Dent in the adventure lessons that take you to three different worlds. A fish planet, a robot planet, and a snowman planet. Okay. 
The varied gameplay includes asteroid blasting, snowball, snowball fights, and consulting your Bible. Just like how he took human form when he visited our planet, this game makes you think about how Jesus would appear to unsaved beings on other worlds that he has created. Would he look like a fish person on a water world? Would he be a robot on a robot planet? Today's children will one day visit his other planets, and this game will prepare them to translate the gospel so that it can be understood and related to by the unsaved aliens that they find. Okay. And next we have Heaven Quest. It's a multiplayer computer board game where you roll dice, move your game piece, which can be a knight, a spaceman, a baby, or some old lady, along a winding trail through biblical scenes starting at the Gates of Eden. Answer over a thousand Bible questions and five levels of difficulty to meet Moses, King David, and John the Baptist. This game is great for families to play together, as both kids young and old will be able to play it. No gaming skills required. It's still a fun and educational game for teens into the young adulthood. Yeah. And let's see. Um, let's see. I think... Left Behind, Eternal Forces, from the Left Behind series. <laughs> An RTS based on the popular books. Read the Tribulation Force to conduct physical and spiritual warfare against throngs of unsaves. In the streets of New York, where chaos breaks out as God's purple vortexes start rapturing Christians. That's uh, also a sequel. No, there's a sequel. Uh, called Left Behind Tribulation Forces as well, with new maps and 45 new missions to save God and the world. Let's see. Guitar Praise lets you shred along on a guitar controller with your favorite rock artists such as Tony Mac, Reliant K, Flyleaf, and the Newsboys. Same gameplay as the secular guitar hero, but with no Satan. Oh, the Bible game. The Bible game for Game Boy Advance lets kids keep their mind on God wherever they go. It combines Hera, tick stomping, and holy water throwing action with Bible trivia as the player goes on a quest to collect all six pieces of the armor of God to, in order to defeat the master deceiver, Satan. Much better for kids than Pokemon. There's also an advanced version for PS2 and Xbox with minigames and multiplayer competition. Hallelujah. Um, uh, well, what would Jesus say is an iPhone app that has a cartoon Jesus who will give pieces of wisdom from the Bible every time you click on him. Unlike occultic devices such as Magic 8-Ball, what would Jesus say only provides true information that is useful in every situation. I haven't been able to try it since Apple products aren't allowed on the Fellowship campus, but from the description, it sounds like it would be very useful for witnessing uh, to the unsaved hipsters who are attracted to iPhones. Get it before Apple realizes that their devices are being subverted for their righteousness and removes the app from their store. Oh. So there's also... Um, Bible Navigator X is coming soon for Xbox 360. I don't know how... 
I don't know how that's possible, but the first complete Bible uh, video game that's available on a console was supposed to be available in December of 2018, <laughs> but I guess it never came out. Now, let's see. Uh, let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Here's some older arcade or uh, game. Bible Adventures was a Christian adventure uh, alternative to Super Mario Brothers that came out on the Nintendo from Wisdom Tree in 1991. You played as Noah as he gathers male and female versions of various animals along with their food supply in a giant forest around the Ark. Baby Moses uh and you played baby Moses' sister Miriam carrying baby Moses around the Nile while avoiding, avoiding Egyptian guards, seagulls, and giant Nile spiders. You needed, you needed to be carrying Moses at the end of the level in order to complete the level. If you accidentally dropped Moses into the Nile, you could keep playing, but you would have to start the level over again. In David and Goliath, you played as David as he collects sheep in order to sling while being chased by nut-throwing squirrels, pet-butting rams, sheep-hungry lions, scorpions, and angry bears. He later must pass a gauntlet of philistines and boulders to fight Goliath. <gasps> you can play the game online for free. Wisdom Trees made a bunch of games like that, it seems, like Super Noah's Ark 3D. It was a Christian alternative to Wolfenstein. You play as Noah, only this time you've been on the Ark for months and the animals are getting restless. One day, you go to do the rounds and find all the animals have escaped from their cages. And they're coming after you! You've got to explore an advanced 3D model of the Ark to find and subdue them all by shooting them with feed by using a slingshot. So just don't worry, this puts them to sleep. You start off being attacked by rams and sheep, but eventually you face larger animals like a camel and an elephant. The Bible doesn't say much about what happened in the Ark 370 days that Noah and everyone were in there. So it's not hard to imagine something like this could be historically accurate. Thank you for listening to the Christian Fellowship video game section of Uva Ball Raw. Hallelujah. Holy shit. We'll see you next time.